0: Welcome in to another great episode of Finding Freedom right here on the Lions of Liberty podcast, or if you're listening on the Finding Freedom solo feed, the Finding Freedom podcast. Whichever place you're listening, however you listen to this podcast, happy to have you here. If you found it on YouTube or Odyssey, I'm just happy to have you as a listener had a great interview lined up going to be talking with someone about mindset and this individual was sentenced to life in prison and he got out and he tells his story of how he changed his mindset in prison um to think a different way to act a different way and to be a different way before he even knew that he would ever set foot out in the free world it's an incredible story and uh I hope it inspires you to hopefully make some big changes in your own life. But before we get to that, I want to let everyone know about a very special podcast that is occurring this Friday for members of our Lions of Liberty Pride, people who are patrons, people who support us through Patreon or support us through locals. Uh, We are having an AMA and Ask Me Anything, myself, Mark, and Brian coming up this Friday, April 1st, April Fool's Day. It's going to stream live at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, and it's it's going to be a good time. It's going to be in our traditional libertarians and living rooms drinking liquor style. It's going to be laid back. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to listen to, but it's not gonna make it out into the public world. The only way that you can hear this podcast is by joining our Patreon. And you can go to either patreon.com slash lions of liberty or lionsofliberty.locals.com and you'll be able to hear it. For as little as five dollars a month, but I encourage you to go there and check out all the different levels. Because I'm, I'm not—I mean, I'm not bashful about saying this—we have the best Patreon, the best uh, you know supporters program out there. I think I think we give the most away by far from anyone else out there in the Liberty Sphere, and probably most just podcasts in general. Most creators, most podcasters, with their patron Patreon. Supporters groups, they don't give anything away. They'll give you some early content, and that's about it. But we have, we have tons of bonus shows. Um, we have discounts in our store. We get influence to people to create their own shows. We have supporter calls every month. We've got a ton of different stuff, and we love engaging and, uh, and talking with our patrons. So go ahead, check that out, and we appreciate it. Without any further delay, let's get to the show. My guest today on Finding Freedom is Solomon Montego. In July of 1997, Solomon was charged with two counts. Uh, One count was conspiracy to distribute multiple kilograms of cocaine base. The other count possession with intent to distribute 2.3 grams of cocaine base. He was found guilty on both counts and sentenced to life, life plus 30 years in prison um, as we talked about in our, in our pre-show chat by the grace of god um he is free now and he was uh he was released due to the first step act his judge granted a motion and uh, that took his mandatory life down to 28 and a half years and he got out in february of 2021 solomon welcome to finding freedom man john it's a blessing to be here blessing i appreciate it well it's great to have you here man and uh, like always you know with like so many previous guests I've had on I uh, was connected with you through uh, through Malik King and uh, you know he's just a, just a great do- great guy doing incredible work and uh, he's he's had a huge influence on this show by, by helping to connect me with uh, with so many people if you could just paint the picture um what life was like for you uh, before ending up in prison. I know I've read a little bit about your backstory and, uh, you know, your, your gang activity and what you were affiliated with back then. If you could kind of share with people who don't understand what that's like or how you end up in that situation, um, how that how that comes about.
1: Yeah, well, I'm from Chicago. You know, you know Chicago is known for organization violence. As as people say, uh, gang affiliation and so forth. Um, Very very uh, organized city. Everything is sectioned off. Everything is organized, and that's how I come up in Chicago. I was belonged to the organization called the Vice Lords. Uh, Chicago has been like that since Al Capone days, since you know the nineteen twenties. So Mm -hmm. you know everybody kind of gravitated towards that. Far as you got to be belonged, you have to belong to something to be about something that was the mentality in Chicago and still is today. It just changed. You know, these youngsters now, they, they got clicks and they are more freestyle and more violent now, as opposed to my day it was more organized. And, um, as a youngster and I was a very good football player, the environment that my mother stayed in was, uh, infested with organized street soldiers as we call them. And I knew that in order to survive, I had to get out there and get involved in that. That was my mentality. So I got involved uh, with the guys in the streets and I became a vice lord. Within that became, uh, you know, the fighting, the warring, the going. I've been through all levels of jail, juvenile, county, state. And I did uh, 24 years on a mandatory life sentence in federal prison
0: due to that mindset. How old were you when you first got affiliated with the gang?
1: Well, I was eight years old when I first went to jail. But when I first became a hardcore street member, uh, about 13 years old. Wow. And this was the lifestyle back in Chicago. You know, uh, if you didn't belong to something, you got you got crushed, basically. You know, your your car got broken into houses, got broken into there's no there was no respect. It's just like most like the Italian uh, uh, organization, you know, if you Mm -hmm. belong, then you got, you know, uh, respect, you got perks, you know, people, your family wasn't messed with because you knew somebody, you know. So that type of style trickled down into the organized street organizations in Chicago, that style, you know, that mentality. So uh, I realized that as a youngster and I became a part of that, which was a bad to me, uh, now that I'm older, was a bad choice. But back then, I thought it was the best choice for survival for me and my family. Mm-hmm. And through that process, you know, uh, come the dangers and, you know, fighting and the gunplay and so forth. Criminal activity. You know, you, you, you're getting involved in this or so you're experiencing jail. The juvenile system, I went through that system. I went through the county jail system. I went through the state state system. And all these systems, all they did was corrupt me more. So when I got the state system, uh, I got involved in the drug trade and ended up moving to Rockford, Illinois, and walk right into a conspiracy. And due to my background and reputation, I was given a mandatory life sentence. Mandatory. Uh, in the federal system, there are two types of life sentences. There's guideline life and it's mandatory life. Guideline life means that the judge can reduce your sentence if he mm-hmm. want to mandatory life mean the law has to change in order for you to get out so in order for me to get out the law has to change mm-hmm. and that's what happened with me and uh by the grace of god 15 years before i i got out i got a revelation gave my life to god and mm-hmm. I got a revelation to start changing my life i started keeping the peace in prison i started program became a mentor a chess teacher a peacemaker uh i took uh i was a qa quiet insurance is expected for 17 years in the industries there. I got my body right, my mind right, my soul right, my spirit right. And through all this, I took like 200 some programs in federal prison. I took a page out of Nelson Mandela's book. Beautiful uh, story. Uh, if you haven't watched the movie and read the book, it's called Long Walk to Freedom, Nelson Mandela.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, uh, he was my hero. Once I read his book and seen his movie, uh, that inspired me to take prison and make it my university. And education is the most powerful tool that can be used to change the world. That's Nelson Mandela. So that was a paradigm shift for me. I started taking these programs, bettering my life, better myself, educating myself, disciplining myself. And when that law changed, it was right on time. Twenty four years later, put the motion into the judge. He seen all the good work that I did. And he said, due to my transitional change in -hmm. prison is the reason why he granted my motion. And that's how I got out
0: I think it's worthwhile to point out that that change occurred with you you had no idea that you'd ever get out I mean you you can speak to this um, did you <laughs> did you think you would ever get out I mean you you, well, you had a mandatory life sentence what, what was yes. your mindset you know when you I'm were serving you. that out
1: yes and I'm gonna tell you my mindset and actually uh, on a side note I like to uh, let everybody know that I have established my own company called hit Highly intelligent thought. and That means changing one level of thinking to the next. And that's what happened to me. But when I was in sentencing, I spoke in sentencing and uh, I told the judge that I would fight for my freedom. You know, I felt like uh, even though I admitted to being involved in setting drugs and so forth, but I didn't. I didn't believe that I deserve a mandatory life. sentence. Mandatory means you die in prison. Mm-hmm. so i didn't believe that for selling drugs that it was it, it i deserved to die in prison and the judge said the same thing by the time that was the law uh i was under crack cocaine law meaning that back in the 90s they had passed a law where they they uh made crack a hundred times more powerful than powder so if you got caught with a uh a, a gram or an ounce of crack They treated it as a hundred grams, a hundred ounces. That was the. That's uh, how it was back then. That was a 94
0: crime bill that uh, that our now president. Joe Biden had a big part in writing.
1: Yeah. Joe Biden, Clinton.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, I was a part of that. And because of that, I received a mandatory life sentence due to my past history, uh, my uh, criminal history in the state. So that that, uh, allowed the judge, he had no choice. His hands was tied behind his back. So I told the judge in in sentencing that uh, I was going to fight for my freedom because of the unfairness. But as time went by, man, as as years went by, decades went by, I was challenged. I reached my lowest point at one time and actually contemplated suicide. Wow. And uh, what happened was I just got a revelation And I woke up one day. It's a long story about that. But I woke up one day, you know, all the lifers in federal prison. We had like a lifers group and we all hung out together. And Mm -hmm. unconsciously, we were miserable. You know, we were positive, you know, moving around, you know, doing our thing. But, you know, it was a sign on us that said these guys got life and uh, people want no part of us, you know. But uh, we had we had our own. family there, the lifers, and we hung out with each other. We, we studied together. We hung out together. You know, we watched guys go home for years, you know, years and years and years. So one day I realized this, you know, unconsciously. I read plenty of books, The Secret, the Power of the Subconscious Mind, uh, Success to a Positive Mental Attitude, Napoleon Hill. You know, all these guys were my heroes. They helped me change my mindset. So I realized that I was affirming unconsciously of having life. So one day I woke up and said, today, I refused to be miserable, so I got up. I changed my whole lifestyle, I changed the way that I eat, I changed the way that I talk, I changed the way that I move, I changed the way that I worked out. I'm I, every day I acted like I was going home, not knowing when I was coming home, hmm. you know. So that's when I got the revelation, start taking these programs, you know, and uh, I started working out, getting my body together, you know, uh, started eating different. I don't eat meat anymore, I'm, I'm vegetarian, everything just changed. My whole mindset, my spirit, my soul, everything changed to the point that I wanted to go home. And uh, spiritually, what happened when I gave my life to God, I'll never forget it. Kenneth Copeland Ministries, uh, T.D. Jake Ministries, uh, Dave Copeland, uh, Dave uh, Weinstein Ministries, they would send me these prayers in the mail. And I would, on these prayers, I would say the same thing. I would say, thank you, God for touching the president and the Congress heart for changing the unfair laws. And I would send these prayers into these ministries. And they would write me back and say, Solomon, we agree with you on these prayers. So that's how I know spiritual played a big part of me coming home. Mm-hmm. I give God all the glory of praise for me coming home. I'm very spiritual. I'm not religion, religious, but I'm spiritual. And I would, I would affirm my release through spirituality, through my mm-hmm. attitude, positive mental attitude. And people thought I was crazy how I acted, you know. I would post stuff on my board, in my room, saying I'm I'm coming home. I would post dates and everything. And uh, just so happened, the president, Congress changed the law, and the president signed that bill, and I was
0: ready to go. So was that, when the First Step Act was was signed into law, you knew pretty quickly that you were getting out? You know, not not right then, but.
1: No, sir. Uh, Now that's the process right there. When the Mm -hmm. president signed the bill, now it it goes to the judge's hands. Now, now the judge Mm -hmm. has the power. So it still Mm -hmm. was no guarantee because of my background, what I've been through. My prison, my prison uh, record wasn't clean. I got into some altercations, you know, so, you know, it was up in the air. But I did do a big transitional change in my programming, my education, my mentorship, everything. So all that went in. So now it's in the judge's hand. And once the judge got it, he looked at it. It took like, uh once the first step act changed, it took like almost two years for me to get the lawyers and everything, get everything in process. And uh, I was one of the last ones to uh, get it. So I uh it, it came through for me. And uh it truly was a blessing. Actually, uh the judge did it December the 16th of 2020, 21. And, um, uh, I laid there, came out. We was on lockdown due to the COVID. We was on, um they called it a, um, a modified, modified lockdown due to COVID. So you mm-hmm. come out, you come out every day for a couple of hours and you go lock in. You come out for shower, maybe watch a little TV, get a little workout, get on the computer and you lock in. So on this particular day, we was on lockdown the whole day. So I never got it. I never, I never seen what was happening. The next day to open the door. So I went straight to my computer, and I seen the uh, email from my lawyer. And when I seen it, I couldn't believe it. I just stared at it for a long time. <laughs> then I, it said like a, it said like a three hundred and I think sixty something months, whatever it was. <laughs> so I ran in my room and got my calculator. It came back and calculating the months.
0: <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody could count in months that high and convert it to years. That's yeah, so, it's, it's crazy.
1: So when it said like 28 and a half years, then my lawyer hit back and said, yeah, uh my day is November the 26th of 2021. And uh it gave me nine months halfway house. I did my last two months on home confinement. It's truly been a blessing.
0: So, I want to hear a little bit more about your time in prison and then we can move on to you know transitioning back into the you know into the outside world yeah during your time in prison I mean you talked a lot about you know this the revelation you went through and and God changing you um I wanted to ask you what did you learn most about yourself from your time in prison something that either you didn't think you had in you or or something that you know maybe the biggest thing you saw change within yourself. The
1: main thing I learned by myself is that I'm a spiritual being. I I really believe that we are spiritual beings that was created by a creator that we can rely on a higher power if we truly believe, if we truly get in sync. With our spiritual self, great things can happen from that. That's what I found out. Mm -hmm. I reached my lowest point in life where I wanted to commit suicide. And that's when I got the awakening from there. Mm -hmm. Everything from that point on, everything was like learning and growing uh, into this new spiritual self and affirming and believing that I can speak things into existence no matter the time span uh my spiritual eyes opened up. You no, know. I remember uh, there's something small. Once I understood about my spiritual self and affirmations, I started affirming good health. That was my first something small. I started with something small. always wanted to go home, but I started small first to get a belief of it. And I said, you know what? I want to get in perfect health. I want to get myself together health wise. And, uh, when I when I came in my room, I noticed that I would see all these health books on the unit. At, and they've been there for a long time before I didn't <laughs> notice these books. <laughs> so that's how, you know, your mindset changed. You no, know, you know, you start seeing things that you never saw before. Once your whole state of being, your spiritual self changed, new things open up on the inside will transform itself to the outside. It's always in and out, not out in.
0: Hey, let's take a quick break in the show. I want to tell you all about an awesome company uh, run by like-minded people, people who love liberty and care about these ideas. It's called Paloma Verde CBD. Um, It is run by a couple out of San Antonio, Texas. If you're someone who uses CBD to relax, to sleep, for joint pain, muscle pain, all those different things, they have what you need. Um, You can find your your full spectrum, tinctures, you can find flavored, unflavored, massage oil, bath bombs, gummies, uh, CBD Solve to help to fight inflammation and joint pain and stuff like that, a a menthol sports cream, and even dog chews for your uh, four-legged friends. So please, if you haven't already, check out Paloma Verde CBD. All you have to do, go to their website, palomaverdecbd.com and put in Roar at checkout for 20% off your order, guys. Uh, You can't beat this deal. Head over to Paloma Verde CBD and get some good products, feel better, be healthier, and enjoy life. Yeah. That, that, that's really amazing and I mean that that applies to people in prison, people outside of prison. I mean so, so yes. often so often we lock ourselves inside our own prison and and we yes. we limit we, we limit what we can see just based on going through this life, you know really just unconsciously n- not thinking. and yeah, just just working on changing something small, praying if you believe in God praying about changing that small thing. And just, Or just focusing on changing that one small thing, and you will see everything open up around you. I 100% agree hey John, with that.
1: I'm going to say two good books. Anybody listening, two good books will change anybody's life. That's The Secret and Power of the Subconscious Mind.
0: Okay. I haven't read either. I, I'll, I'll pick yeah, the, them up. Uh,
1: the Power of the Subconscious Mind is by Joseph Murphy, and The Secret is by, I think her name is Rhonda Byrne. Those are two good books that would change lives. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you're at, in jail or outside. If you're going through a fuck in your life and you need a whole transitional change in your mentality, those are two great books to start with.
0: Yeah, I have not read them. I, I will. uh I'll definitely check them out. Let me you take them out on YouTube.
1: You know, you go YouTube. Mm-hmm. You can go digital, you know. Yeah, they on there.
0: So, so speaking of books, and you, you've read a lot of books, obviously, but you also write. So, w- yes. when did you start writing?
1: Uh, I actually had the the, uh, the premonition while I was in the jail fighting my my federal case in a, in, a, in the nineties. I just didn't know. I had a premonition to write. I just didn't know mm-hmm. how to do it. So when I went to federal prison. <laughs> I uh I went to the hole for making uh, some wine, some, hoot, some hooch. <laughs> <laughs> so when I went down to the captain's uh office, the captain told me, he said, yeah, Montego, I'll pull the wine out. You know, uh, I just want you to tell me, you know, where the knives are on the unit. I said, man, captain, I don't know what those knives are nothing, man. Go on, send me to the hole, man. I don't know nothing about that. So he said, okay, you're going to the hole. So well, I was in the hole. In the hole, you know, this, like, a jail within a jail, you know, everything taken away from you, all your privilege. So it's like 23 and one. And all you got is your books, a, a bed, a shower in a cell. So I'm sitting there meditating. And that's when the idea came to me about writing. So I jumped up. I grabbed my pad and pen. I just start bullet pointing certain events that happened that, that I want to talk about and write about. And when I got out. The whole. It was guys already writing. So I would talk to these guys about writing. I was serious about it. I met a couple of guys that was real serious and they gave me Mm -hmm. a few pointers. And I wrote some rough drafts and let some guys read it. They was kind of, you know, uh, amazed. They was in say, hey, man, you might got some here. So I went on from there. And when I went to USP Canaan, I met a I met a kingpin out of uh, Baltimore named linwood rudy williams and he had already started writing books and already was talking to publishers so he helped me mold myself into a writer he helped edit my book uh showed me how to streamline my book make 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 it a story and i wrote and i wrote and got a a contract from a publisher and that's how i started writing
0: wow I mean, that, that, uh, that's also great advice for anyone who, who wants to start writing. Find someone who's done it and, and learn from them. I mean, you have yeah. to also, you know, do it yourself and put the work in. But to have someone to take you through step by step and show you what you need to do, I mean, that's invaluable to have that mentorship, right?
1: Yes. Yes. I was blessed. I was blessed throughout my whole, even through the hard times, John. I just, I knew that a higher power, once I can, and then once I understood the higher power, the, the, the totality and the significance of it. Oh man, it really helped me. So I always had like an
0: angel with me at all times. So how, how many books have you written? How I've many written have you
1: published? Four. I've written four, but only one is published right now. Mother uh, okay. three. I'm still, uh, I want to self publish them once I get everything together and I'll get my company rolling. I want to self publish mm-hmm. uh, m- my remaining books, but I had got a publisher for my
0: first book. So what, what's the name of that first book and what's it about?
1: The name of it was called Lost Last Organized Street Soldiers. And it's a uh fictional story about a family that's fighting against oppression. Okay. So I took events that I I experienced and made some stuff. You know how to stuff go, made some stuff up. And we mm-hmm. called we put a we put a uh a hundred on, on a one, you know. <laughs> And I turned it up, you know, it was pretty, it was, it was okay.
0: That's awesome. So you got out of prison in, or you went to a halfway house, but in, uh, you said in, in November, February, right? Oh, f- February. That's right. Then, then you got out in, in November. Is that right? Yes. Uh,
1: I did, house? I did seven months. I had, they gave me nine months halfway house. I did seven months. In halfway house, I did my last two months on home confinement, and then I I, I released uh, November twenty sixth of two thousand twenty one. So I've been released by what by four four months now.
0: Mm-hmm. So so yeah. what's that transition been like for you?
1: Oh man, it's been beautiful. The halfway house was a was a blessing, you know. Um, I know a lot of guys they want to immediately come home and. And get get things going and get with their families and so forth. But I realized that I recommend that halfway house to anybody that's coming home, especially anybody that did a long time like me. You know, that halfway house helped me get my license, my driver license, resume writing, uh, more discipline on how you do things, job hunting, I mean, just uh mentoring skills, they even feed you, man. <laughs> Three meals a day. So I mean, all that man, you're saving, you're saving money, you're saving time, you're learning, you're growing. It's a real patient process. And I'm thankful that I went through that mm-hmm. process. I wanted to come straight out. I wanted to get immediate release, come straight out to our family, you know, and get things going. But that halfway house, I'm glad I went through that for nine months. That was the truly was a blessing.
0: Some, I mean, so some, honestly, sometimes you hear the opposite with, with the halfway house. And uh, yeah. you know, yeah, I know some people that I know who have been through a situation goes differently. But that, that's good that it that it helped you. That, that I mean that's a good thing, obviously. You know what?
1: Uh I'm gonna say this real quick. It's all in the mindset, John. I realize mm-hmm. that a lot of guys, especially if you've been in prison, they had this mindset that you know a lot of people's against them, like you know, people in the halfway house against you, people on the streets against you, just yeah. the system. Is against you. But I had had to realize that I had a mandatory life sentence. So my tolerance level was real high now. I don't let things bother me no more. So Mm. I look for I look for the progression of things in everything that I do. So instead of me looking for all the negative things in a happy house, I look for all the positive things and I focus on that.
0: Can, can, can you expand on that? That That's interesting. So you look for the progression of things. So like, can yes. you give like an, an example maybe of, of something well, you would.
1: Yes. The, the majority of prisoners, prison is a, is a, is a miserable environment. First of all, you nobody wants to be there. You know, to my understanding, you know, you might got some guys that do this and that, but I'm going to tell you, man, nobody wants to be, I'm going to say 99.9% of people in prison. <laughs> don't want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> so That whole mentality, man, it it gives you the mindset of anything that's connected with prison gives you a negative energy, you know what I'm saying, sometimes unconsciously. So the halfway house is connected to the prison system because you're still technically in prison. Mm -hmm. So now you might go to child one day and the eggs might be cold, you know, just something small. So now you might blow it up like, why are my eggs cold? And. Oh man, y'all want to do us wrong. Y'all want to know. No, so now it becomes a big protest. You want to write it up. You wanna, you know, so you know, instead of with me, I'm saying, oh, the air is Can I please have some warmer eggs, please? You see the difference? hmm You know, you see the difference. So that right there, it'd be the mindset that you're looking for any little thing to cause blame. There's there's no system that's perfect. But I with me was my whole mentality was I'm have a positive mental attitude. What I learned from uh the books that I read, PMA. So every little everything I looked at, I try to deal with, with a positive attitude with it. So if my eggs was cold, I take it back up to say, hey, can I please have some warmer eggs, please? Sure, Mr. Montego. And I realized from that point on that all you gotta do is address the situation with respect. Humility, and nine out of ten, you're gonna get that same respect and
0: humility in return. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. I mean, and and, I mean, I I find myself falling into that same that same trap too. It's so easy to just fall into like a a negative spiral. The the woe is me. Why is this happening to me? Uh, Yeah, rather than actually, you know, just just trying to move the ball forward a little bit. Maybe find a a small solution, getting warm eggs, something like that, (laughs) rather than letting things spiral uh, totally out of control. And then you find yourself, you know, in in even a worse position. So I I love that advice.
1: You know what? This is my motto. This is my motto. I tell everybody this. And I've been through the worst of the worst from from juvenile to the feds. My motto is this now. Anything is better than that jail cell. I'm going to tell you that right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Yes, sir. So you, you've been out now for, for a few months, out of the halfway house, out of off, off of home confinement. Um, yes. How have things been going? Job search, the things like that. How's everything going for you?
1: Oh, it's been going beautiful. Um I've hit I've hit a few walls, you know. Um, like I said, I started my company, LLC, hit LLC, mm-hmm. high intelligence thought. Uh, we, we dealing with finances, how to build finance, how to build credit. And then I'm a motivational, inspirational, spiritual speaker, teacher and mentor for my organization, for my company. So that's what mm-hmm. I do. I speak. So I'm getting out off the ground myself. But uh, looking for employment and things that nature has been uh, slow. You know, I thank God for my family support that I've received. And uh, I just I just got an interview coming up. Tomorrow, to work as a mentor at a shelter through a foundation called the Safer Foundation, um, about to go to school for logistics, uh, transportation logistics. So things uh, have been on the ball. And I realized that we call it lanes in jail, you know, finding your lane. It's like we are driving on a highway. You got the speed lane. You got the, you know, there's certain type of lanes you drive in. So mm-hmm. the same mentality is in jail. You know, you find your lane, you know, you got these lanes, people drive in. So I found my lane in prison. I did good in my lane once I found my lane. So it's the same process out here. I found my lane out here and I'm comfortable with it. And I thank God for it because when I do hit a wall, I always say to myself, hey, it's better than that jail cell. And I always know that my creator finds solutions to the problem.
0: Yeah. You know, I, it's it's kind of crazy to, to think about it this way, but I think it's true. I mean, I, I haven't been to prison, but w- with you being able to say which you you've experienced the lowest of the lows, so yes. you have that as a reference point. <laughs> you, I mean, it, it's so it's not get lower than that, and you can you can you can bounce right off of that. Um, other people, I, I think, honestly, not having that low. Um, it kind of it doesn't give you a grounding point maybe if that makes sense so yes. I, th- I think in, in a way and i'm not saying that like people should intentionally go to prison to, to have that i'm not saying that at all i'm Ooh. just saying individuals finding you know kind of kind of like deconstructing things okay so you know, say say someone loses their job or something like that and come home you're all negative you're feeling terrible you don't know what to do you think you're you think a worst case scenario is going to happen, you're going to lose everything, just sort of deconstruct things. What's the worst thing that happens? So say you do lose your house. So you lose your house. What do you do? You find a different place to live. You find a small apartment. Uh, Maybe you have a family. You you get them in there. You just kind of take things down to what's the worst case? And then think about, okay, I I could deal with that worst case. And once you're comfortable with that, then something like a setback like losing your job or, you know, a, a, you know, a business uh, being shut down or something, you can bounce back from that a, a lot easier.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know what I say to people? And I'm not saying this in a negative way. I'm just saying this. Try this. You know, have somebody that you that you trust, that you cool with be there with you for maybe a few hours Oh, how you can, long you can stand it. Mm-hmm. Have them lock, have them lock you in your bathroom. I'm locking your bathroom. This, this this, is what a jail cell is. It's, it's, yeah. it's a big bathroom. I'm locking your bathroom and have them serve you your meals there in the bathroom with that locked door. You know, after yeah. after so many hours pass by, I promise you, when that door open, your mentality is going to be different.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's. I think there's something to that. So yeah,
1: I've, I've, what I'm saying, yeah. I've I've heard I've
0: I've heard of people doing doing similar things like, uh, you know, going, going and and sleeping on the floor, you know, just just go go sleep on the floor. If you can sleep on the floor, then uh, I mean, you're you're not going to take you're not going to take your your bed for granted. You know, you'll know that if you have to, you can sleep on the floor.
1: And and what I think it is, John, I think is this how the world is built, man. You know, you know, you see all these people doing good, you know, you know, all the things going on and how, how it's moving. And when you're not on that level, the losing of a job or a house, something like that can really, it can tear a person down. I understand that. But Mm -hmm. what I do know is this. Long as you are alive and well and able to move around freely, you got a chance. And long as your attitude is positive, now your whole understanding of life is different. When you start loving life, that's the difference. Instead of going with the everyday rote of life, the Mm woe is me or this and that. When you really start loving yourself and loving life for what life really is, because life is a gift and we got to appreciate it. That's when your whole mentality changes. That's when your eyes open up to see things as being blessings instead of things that is old to me or, you know, or I got to have this. No, you are being blessed So everything you have, including your life in the beginning is a blessing, a gift and everything after that is a blessing, a gift. So when you have that mindset, that attitude to have everything changes from there, and that's what I had to learn in prison, man. Uh, I appreciate everything, even if I hit my head on the wall. I appreciate it because I know I'm gonna find a solution to get around that wall.
0: Eventually, because life is good. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Yes, Solomon. Sir. It's been it's been great getting to speak with you, and uh, I, I think you know I love episodes like this because people see the title and they think oh how am i going to relate to someone who's been to prison and i think you've done an excellent job of conveying the lessons that you've learned and i mean honestly i think you're going to have a great future as a uh, as a motivational speaker um Thank conveying you. the lessons conveying the lessons you've learned in a way you know that someone who maybe sits in an office all day can apply those same lessons and and benefit from them so i think that's fantastic uh, before i let you go i want to give you a chance here to Tell people how they can learn more about your either your business. I don't know if you have a website yet or how they can follow you on if you're on social media, things like that.
1: Yes, you can go on uh Facebook, Twitter. Um, what's that? What else I got? Uh Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, King Solomon Montego. Go on there, look it up, and I'll pop right up.
0: And that's my Montego spelled M O N T A G U E O. Montego, yes,
1: yes. And uh, I got a lot of my videos on there already. My speak, a few of my speeches on there. And uh, I would love to talk to anybody that would listen to me. I would love to motivate and inspire and spiritually inspire anybody that wants to hear me, hear my story, or I, I can hear your story and we can put our heads together and, and motivate each other. That's that's what I'm about, man.
0: That's awesome, man. And uh, so before I let you go, can you give some some parting words of wisdom? Um, you know, maybe there's or maybe there's a question I didn't ask you, something really important that, that you wanted to get across.
1: Yes. Uh, what I want to say is what I've learned is to break it simple, break it down simple. And I'm, and I'm going to tell a story after this. I learned four aspects of life, mind, body, soul and spirit. Your mind is your mental state of being every day, your thoughts that's who you are. As a man, think of so is he or she. So sit back sometimes and just see how your thoughts are because mm-hmm. that's who you are, and mm-hmm. you have the power to change your thoughts if your thoughts not where it should be. My thoughts are magnificent. I have my times where I'll be like, Oh man, it's not gonna be a good day, but I always say to myself, It's how. I carry that day is the key. It's not what happens to you. It's how you deal with it is the key. That's the key. Yes. That's the mindset, your thoughts every day. How you respond. Yep. Exactly. And your body is your vehicle, which you use every day. You know, how are you health wise, nutrition wise? Are you eating right? Are you exercising? Because your body is just like your car. You need it to get around with it every day. So the same way you treat your car, the same way you treat your body. You know, put good fuel in your body, water, give it rest. And your soul is where your intellect and your emotions reside. So ask yourself, how am I intellectually? How am I emotionally? Evaluate yourself on that level. If you see weaknesses on those aspects, work on it. And the last, my favorite one, is spiritually. How are you connected with the creator that you believe who created you? So when you're moving on all four of these aspects at a, at a decent level, that's that balance you need to elevate you to another level. Hmm. And my story is this. It was an old sage that lived in a walled city. And every day, a part of his ritual would, before he do his daily stuff with holding court, Amongst everybody who would come ask him questions, he would come out every morning and play with the children. That's how he got his day started. He loved the children. He loved their free spirit. So on this particular day, two individuals were moving. From 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 their perspective, towns. So the first uh, mover came to the stage and uh, he asked him, say, Sage, can I ask you a question? Sage say, sure. No. What's going on? He said, well, I'm leaving my old town, and I want to know how your wall city is, because I might want to move there. And the old sage looked at him and said, well, how was it where you just left? He said, oh, man, it's bad, man. They're killing, they robbing, they carjack everything under the sun they're doing. He said, well, it's the same thing going on in my wall city. The man said, oh, no, 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 I'm good. So he ran off. So sage, the sage went back, you know, back to his regular business, talk to the children. So the next man came up. Asking the same question. Old Sage, I'm moving, how was your wall city? And the Sage looked at him and said, well, how was it when you just left, young man? He said, oh man, it was great, man. Good jobs, people great, the community great, good houses, I love it. He, he said, I'm, I'm just trying to find a place closer to where I'm be working at, my new job. And the Sage said, you're finding the same thing here, young man, and he opened the wall gate and the man went in. The moral of the story is: mm. whatever you're looking for in life, that's what you're going to find.
0: That's the truth.
1: It's called the law that. of attraction. The law of attraction.
0: I love that, Solomon Montego. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the <laughs> thank show, you, man. John, this was fun. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Another great conversation. Another individual who is taking the actions in life uh, to find personal freedom in their own life and helping to achieve the same and helping others really to achieve uh, that same goal. So thank you for listening. And if you want to take it one step further, please consider joining the Lions of Liberty Pride. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash lionsofliberty or on Locals if you prefer that. You can go to lionsofliberty.locals.com and you can join the Lions of Liberty Pride What do you get with the Lions of Liberty Pride? Well, number one, uh, you get access to our bonus content. Uh, Brian McWilliams does a Monday through Friday, like a little quick five-minute episode every day called Good Morning Bleeped. I'm not going to swear because this this episode there were no swears on it. So so why uh, mark it explicit? And uh, also we have conspiracy corner, which is about a once a month show, and degenerate gamblers, which we call it DG. And there is there is a DG community, people who participate, um, especially during football season, um, where we have some fun with some uh, some fake betting and things like that. We just wrapped up the season with the Super Bowl. Had a uh, you know all that good stuff. Did a big Super Bowl squares thing. And that'll be kicking off again. We'll do some stuff in the spring when baseball gets up, but then once again in the fall with college football and pro football. So if you're a sports ball fan and you like that stuff like we do, then you can uh, you can join in on that. And also you get, you get a discount on merchandise. You get access to our Lions of Liberty Pride Facebook group, and there's a bunch of other stuff at a bunch of the higher levels where you can influence the show. And uh, all that good stuff. So check it out. We would love um, if you took a more active role in supporting the Lions of Liberty. Like I've talked about on previous episodes, um, we are looking to be you know out there this year, going to events, do, doing uh, you know fun stuff, meeting people. So all of that money that comes in and uh, supports us here, we're going to turn that around and uh, do the best we can to get out and meet you and uh, and spend some time with you, drink a beer, have some fun. So that's all I got for today, guys. Hope you all have a great weekend and I'll see you next week. Always remember to keep your head up and the fire's liberty burning.